this is part two of my two-part episode on ladybirds and Judaism. And for this episode, I've interviewed Trisha Arlen, who is the author of a new book called Place Yourself, Words of Prayer and Intention, and I've provided the links in the show notes. She's going to be reading her prayer, Blessing for the Bugs. to the show welcome to episode 15 of hidden wings and bloodlust and so yeah like so this is part two of the of a series of episodes i'm doing about uh, ladybirds and religion and we're going to continue talking about judaism so with me to discuss ladybirds and judaism is trisha arlen a liturgist performer and student of prayer in brooklyn new york and so, Trisha, thank you so much for coming on the show. If do you want to like introduce yourself? Uh, yes, and thank you. This uh, I I love this. This is fabulous. Um, I live in Brooklyn. I am a rabbinical school dropout, but I went specifically to study liturgy more than anything else. Um, yeah. I, I my background is I, I have a BA in theater and an MFA in screenwriting. I was a playwright and screenwriter. But I became more and more interested in Judaism, and I began studying yeah. that. And uh, one year for Birkat um, HaChama, which is the prayer for the sun that's said every 27 years, I was asked by my cantor to write uh, something for the ceremony my congregation was doing in the local park, Prospect Park. And yeah. um, uh, I wrote a prayer, my first, and everything that I'd ever learned as a, as a writer and as a Jew sort of came together in that moment, and I knew that's what I was going to be working on from then on. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so amazing. I've been doing that for about 10 years. I recently published a book. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have work in various books. In fact, uh, for your, uh, for the, I assume most of your listeners are English, and I, I'm yeah. getting something yeah. published by the... Well, who are they? The Movement for Reform Judaism is doing oh, a new yeah, yeah, and they're doing new moxer, and they've got something of mine in it. I don't know when oh, it's fantastic. coming out. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I um, the um, the synagogue that I sort of grew up going to um, is part of the Movement for Reform Judaism. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I um, and I. I know a lot of people who are involved in that, so that's yeah, that's amazing. It's a small world. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think definitely, <laughs> definitely, and and um, especially the, the Jewish world is especially yeah. pretty small. So <laughs> it's definitely, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I would want to ask you, like, what, um, what, like, for for, for like listeners who might be not familiar with, um like Jewish lit- Jewish liturgy like can you tell me like a bit about what you understand by that and like yeah like well I mean uh, strictly speaking the liturgy is what you would find in the Siddur. Siddur is a 
is a form of the word for order. And it's the order of the prayer service. And it's the book yeah. you'll see Jews using at a service. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of what's in there now are either Psalms, excerpts from uh, Torah, or their team, which is Hebrew prayers. And most of what's in there is pretty old. Um, I think maybe the things for Kabbalat Shabbat are the newest uh, mm -hmm. prayers yeah. in Hebrew. Um, uh, but there's a growing movement of, of which I am one of the members of people who are yeah. wanting to write new liturgy, new Jewish liturgy. Um, yeah. I myself, for me, it is about understanding sort of the tropes of liturgy, um, the the structure, um, mm -hmm. uh, way repetition is used, uh, different things like that, and then using that to comment upon the traditional prayers and also come at it from a, a modern point of view. So for me, most of the people I know who, in my Jewish world, are people who you know, need to hold two ideas in their head at once because they're rational, scientific people, yeah. and they also have a, a, a feeling or a knowingness of spirituality and, mm -hmm. and Jewish spirituality in their life. And sometimes it seems like, you know, you can't reconcile the idea of God and, mm -hmm. and rationality. And so a lot of us have sort of decided to hold both ideas in their head at the same time and not worry about it. And so that's the place that I personally write from. I write yeah. for people like that. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I I think a lot of Jewish people and probably a lot of people in other religions have that kind of thing going on. I, I've certainly had a struggle between rationality and um, and wanting to, yeah, like having a spiritual side, definitely. Yes, I used to think uh, it was necessary to be consistent, and I no longer believe that. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't worry about consistency anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely, I, I really relate to that so much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, was that sort of what specifically drew you to this, this, uh, um, um, to what you're doing now? Or was there? Well, I, you know, for me, uh, prayer is uh, uh, like a conversation where you only hear mm -hmm. one side of the conversation. And, yeah. And, um, um, and. I write dialogue. That's what I, I write. Play, I wrote plays and I wrote screenplays. I know how to write. Yeah. You know, so it sounds like people are talking. And yeah. Yeah. I also think it, during a service, it's not something it's I don't it's not poetry. I'm not trying to impress anybody with the, you know, yeah. the wordsmithing. It's it needs to be understood in the moment in real time. Mm. And, yeah. it, and it's and for me, a prayer is also like a story, like an essay mm. is. Um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to write. I'm going to write it. And then I'm just going to tell you what I just wrote. But a story is you are going to be somewhere different at the end than you were at the beginning. Yeah. And, and yeah. hopefully a prayer or per service does that for you. You are transformed, even if only a little bit, if you are, mm -hmm. if, if it, if it works for you, that that's what it should yeah. do. It should transform you or, or mm -hmm. take you someplace you weren't when you started. And that's my training as a playwright and as a scriptwriter as a theater person is is to tell a story and to tell it in real time and not be boring yeah. and all that stuff yeah I think certainly um like I think some depending on like like yeah because I think certainly when I when you go into a like a shul or or I guess anywhere else and, and pray like you should it 
even if it's just to make you feel even if even if it's just like to make you feel something like or to kind of or um just to make put you more in touch with your emotions and stuff i suppose that's that's still that's still taking you somewhere different yeah that's that's a lot and and if you know and if you should happen to have a moment where you can think about you know a larger picture or your mm. you know for me judaism mm. is about obligation and for mm-hmm. strict orthodox yeah. Jew, that might be obligation to halakha to the laws but mm. for someone like me it's also it's about obligation to the world to, mm. to my people and to all people not yeah. just jewish people and and mm. my obligation to living things which is you know to take it to the reason you're talking to me in the first place exactly uh, yeah that that you know and um and it's also an obligation to myself and my spiritual life Mm -hmm. and and so um if i can get to one or two of those things in the course of a shabbat service i i've had a good time yeah (laughs) Uh, and if i can give that to other people that's fantastic yeah exactly so, I mean, I wrote to you because I really love the prayer on bugs that you've done. And you. I just wondered if, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think, um, like, is it still if you, okay if you read it later on or? Okay, great. Um, um, yeah, I just wanted to know, like, um, can you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to, to write about that or to? Yeah, sure. Um uh the month of Elul, which is the month that comes before the uh jewish high holidays rosh hashanah and yom kippur is a month in which uh you're supposed to uh or you are offered the opportunity to uh think about the people that you may have wronged in the course of the last year and uh do teshuva which is more than just apologizing to them it's Mm -hmm. also kind of a spiritual experience as well and to share it and to think about where your the mutuality of the experience and to really really think about what you did wrong and what you could have done instead or what you could do it in an ongoing way. And it's also the first of Elul and and, uh, Judaism uses a lunar calendar. And the first of the month uh, usually comes up in August. And um, it's also known as the Rosh Hashanah uh, La Bahema, which is the the new year of domesticated beasts. And my my synagogue, Kolochayenu, so, uh, usually sits outside if the weather's nice in Prospect Park in August. Mm. We do Shabbat in the park uh, under a tree that we call our Talis tree. And yeah. um, um, and I had gotten interested in the in um, the New Year for the animals and had yeah. tried doing blessings before and it hadn't always worked. People had brought their mm-hmm. dogs and cats and it was kind of chaotic and messy. So I said, let me write something for the animals that are already in the park. And what's already yeah. in the park? The bugs. We're surrounded by bugs wherever mm-hmm. we are. And we're, you know, we don't pay attention to them necessarily, but they're all there. So I will write yeah. something for the new year in honor of and for the bugs uh for yeah. the the new year for the first uh, day of Ilgo in the in prospect park so oh, that's wow. it. yeah yeah because i think i only recently um because i mean i've you know i mean I've, i'm um jewish and i go to synagogue and everything i never i only recently realized that there was even a 
new year for domesticated animals i mean i knew about the new year for trees the the new year for um like the, the calendar yeah yeah i never even knew until until recently so that's really interesting yeah it's just beginning to get really popular now and you you read my prayer on uh or my blessing yeah. on uh open sitter and uh aharon varady was also the publisher of my book um mm. He has been a big force behind, as well as Rabbi Jill Hammer and Sarah yeah. Chandler. They have been big forces behind uh, popularizing the idea. And it was I, mm -hmm. using their information that I worked off of when I wrote my, I wrote a few things for a little. And yeah. Uh, yeah. this was the first one. Yeah, because so, I suppose it's, um, yeah, because that's the, because that's like the month, that's like the, that's like the month leading up to Rosh Hashanah so you're like yes. already kind of you're already quite introspective you're sort of thinking about what what can I do to sort of put right the things that I've done or and I and I guess especially now with um the oh. ecological crisis oh like my how god it yes. is yeah yeah and then also the idea is that in Elul you 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 ask for forgiveness for the sins you know and mm. I use the word yeah. sin yeah. very loosely um that that you've um you've done against people and then with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, then you concentrate on sins against God. And, and yeah, you know, what does that mean? For me, what's, you know, God for me is hashlemut, which means wholeness. The word shalom means hello, yeah. goodbye, and peace, yeah. because what it really means is wholeness and um, or the whole. And mm -hmm. a sin against the wholeness, you know, global warming, climate change, mm -hmm. killing off species, those are sins against God. You know, those aren't sins Absolutely. against Absolutely. You know, yeah. those are sins against the whole the completion of us so uh yeah it's it's all of a piece and and i yeah. cherish the annual opportunity to really look it in its face mm, absolutely yeah um yeah so i mean i just wondered if you could tell me about your most recent book that you've um um that you've written i mean i'm thinking i'm probably gonna buy it um oh please but... <laughs> uh I uh, overseas people may have a little problem with the website, and if you do, let me know. Contact me, and I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I had somebody from Germany had a very hard time. I don't know if it would be the same. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, the book is called "Place Yourself: Words of Prayer and Intention," and um, yeah. uh, it's published by. Uh, if I tell you the name, you're going to forget it immediately. Dimas Parhesia Press. D I M U S P A R R H E S I A Press. But you can Google me or go to my website, Trisha Arlen, T-R-I-S-H-A-A-R-L-I-N.com. You can see my blog and you can see information about the book. And it's a collection of the stuff I've been writing since about 2009, you know, um, yeah. uh, for services, for uh, holidays, for mourning, for uh, healing, um, some yeah. very personal things. It's a real... I'm very proud mm. of it. And, and uh, a friend of mine, who uh, the artist Mike Cockrell, uh, who uh, yeah. somebody I tutored to convert, actually. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. He, uh, he did the artwork for it. The, the artwork's very different from what he does for his own paintings, but it's really, uh, the hardcover in particular is a really beautiful book. It's color inside. There, there's a cheaper yeah. black and white paperback, but uh, his artwork is really, it's a stunning, I'm very proud of this book. So it's a piece of art. She said that's amazing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you recognize that. that I mean, I looked fake New York accent there. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I already looked at some um, some stuff. Um, I think you, some of the things that you posted, and um, yeah, it does look it does look really good. So if anyone um, is listening and wants to buy it, then yeah, definitely, because I think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> if you have a problem, let me know. We'll we can figure it yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what kind of projects are you thinking of? Are you going to be working on in the future? Have you got anything lined up? Or uh, yeah, well, right now I'm trying to get gigs. I'm trying to get invited to do residencies and readings, and uh, I teach a class on writing personal prayer. Uh, I've got a class yeah. starting up tomorrow night in in writing your own Amida. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And I'm starting to do that in a distance learning way. So. Um, if anybody in yeah. England wants to do this, I'd love to do it. And um, uh, and I'm trying to get, you know, gigs. Right now I'm trying for the West Coast. Uh, that's hard yeah. work. And, and I'm working on a new book uh, on help because uh, recently I had some financial troubles and I got a lot of help. And this, the spiritual <laughs> aspects of needing help and the resistance one puts up. Yeah. And, and and then when you finally let it in, it's actually a really deep spiritual mm -hmm. experience. And and then you yeah. and then you want to help others. It's just sort of what the, mm -hmm. the complexities of needing, getting and giving help is is the next book I'm working on. And, and liturgy. Oh. oh, wow. So I just wondered as well, like, um, how can I was wondering, how do you think um, Jews and like other people of different uh, faiths and religions, how can they have like, how can we like sort of get closer or like tap into nature more in like worship and spirituality? Um, how do you think that can happen? Well, for me, it goes back to the idea of Hashlemut uh, as the whole, yeah. the holy wholeness that, um, yeah. or, or um, unfortunately the reform movement still cuts it out of their seat. I don't know if they do in England, but in the U.S. Mm -hmm. they do. The the paragraph in the sh in the Shema where uh, um, where God sa basically says, if you take care of the earth, the earth will take care of you. Uh, if you yeah. don't take care yeah. of the earth, yeah. you're screwed. Um, and and the, I like the idea in Judaism of the idea of obligation because I like the idea of the covenant between God and, and mm -hmm. in this particular case, Jews, which is that, and a covenant means that both sides are obligated. You know, it's not just yeah. this faraway God who you have to something. You're, you're, there's obligation on both sides. And, and our obligation is to take care of this uh, wonderful place we have to live. And we have yeah. not been keeping up on our side. And you pay the price. And um, you know, when I was little, I hated bugs, hated them, scared them, used to make my father kill spiders. He used to go in in my room and slam the wall and pretend he'd killed it because I couldn't sleep unless he killed the spider. And, um, yeah, and, but yeah. you know, when you get older, you, you look at it and you see that I still am kind of scared of spiders, but bugs <laughs> are amazing and they're so complex and, um, and also they are everywhere. Uh, all just everywhere and um and and i think judaism encourages you know doesn't want you to kill things randomly um, um there there isn't a lot in torah and talmud you've you've found most of what there is um yeah yeah but yeah. uh um 
I I think um, I think that there is a respect for not not as God's creation as much as just you know that we are all um, part yeah. of this wholeness and mm-hmm. um, wanton killing is bad no matter who or what you're killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not that knowledgeable on this. I, I tried to get a little more knowledgeable on it for you, but there Sorry. isn't that much to, to find. Don't worry. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think, I think think things like, um, yeah, like the New Year for animals, like the, um, and I think even before then, like the New Year for trees, that became a more of a... Absolutely. Um, because I remember when I... Um, when I first became interested in in uh, in Judaism, like because I'm from I'm from a pretty non-religious family, like my dad's Jewish. I actually um, when I I actually had to convert because my mum's not my mum's not actually Jewish, and so I converted. But when I was starting to get more interested in Judaism, I remember we had like one thing about the New Year for trees, and um, it was just like um, it was just like yeah, this isn't really very important. Like in Israel, they they plant a tree, but but don't worry about it. And then like then if you but then over time it kind of like it got more and more. So now people in that same shul they have like salads and they have like celebrations and stuff. Right. It's like yep. Obviously, like things have really come on like from from what they were, and there's now like recipes. Is like say like people have like seders for it, and yeah, yes, like, absolutely. I think, yeah. yeah, and it's become uh, something people who are interested in a more Kabbalistic approach, to, uh, also mm-hmm. very much get into Tuba Shvat Seder, where you have yeah. their, like, four, it's broken up into four uh, sections, and you drink wine in four different ways, and you eat different fruits mm-hmm. and nuts, some with a hard shell, some with a soft, uh, and, and they all symbolize different things, and it's, it's part yeah. of... Uh, sort of a, a new kind of mindfulness of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. instead of barreling ahead and just using the world, beginning to realize that that's not how you can live in harmony. Mm-hmm. And, and also it's just self-destructive to do that. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, on a purely selfish level, we're all going to die if we keep up like that. Uh, yeah. Cause I, uh, yeah. Cause I, I remember a few years ago, I did a, a two Bishavat, um, Seder and I put like and I think the the thing that I the tradition that I found is like you you put like three different types of grain so I had like barley I had like um had barley and buckwheat and I think um something else and then I had like three different um types of fruits and three different types of like leaves so that was really nice yeah, yeah really, uh, and I can send you links to, or a uh, uh, to a couple other things if you're interested yeah 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 so i wondered um because i think i ask pretty much everyone this that comes on the show mm-hmm. um are do you have a favorite insect or are there any in, in um yeah like yeah like what's do you have a favorite bug or favorite insect well i i i guess it would be a ladybug um mm. uh, when i was a kid i loved them i also loved caterpillars we lived next door mm-hmm. for a while before they tore it all down and built houses um, yeah, yeah. what an area that had a lot of trees and a lot of lady uh, a lot of caterpillars and when I was little <laughs> I wasn't scared of them at all I, I think I probably tortured a few without meaning oh. to um, mm-hmm. and fireflies you know the the bugs children like <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, then I went through a period of being very very afraid of 
anything that had extensive legs, <laughs> so mm -hmm. spiders or millipedes and centipedes. I still scared. I still freak out when yeah. I see a centipede in the house. Um, yeah, yeah. They're just, you know, I don't kill it, but I run run yeah. into another room. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, I can look at pictures, but seeing it live, I, I think I was yeah. scared by a giant spider movie when I was a kid. Uh, it was a movie, <laughs> Them, that or yeah. giant yeah. spiders or giant ants. I can't remember which. And yeah. I saw it when I was young, and it just just scared me to pieces. And uh, uh, for a long time, I was terrified of bugs. And then, of course, I hate cockroaches and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but but ladybugs were always like your friend. Uh, now I have a yeah. I have a friend who grew up in the south, and she she said the ladybugs used to swarm in their house, and and, and it was mm -hmm. horrible, and they would be uh, crunching under their feet and invading Ooh, their yeah. home. And, uh, that that I never witnessed. I only would have like, ooh, there's a ladybug on my finger, yay! And then you'd say, yeah. ladybird, ladybird, yeah. fly away home, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, who doesn't love a ladybug? I think yeah, I think pretty much everyone likes ladybirds, ladybugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Partly because they kind of don't look like bugs. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite type of ladybird, or do you just like all of them? Uh, you know, I didn't even know. All I knew was the orange kind with the black dots. <laughs> and your your podcast has been a revelation. I had no idea. I have to admit to not having given huge amounts yeah. of thoughts to, yeah. to ladybugs. But so the favorite one is the only one I've known. But now I, I'm going to expand my horizons. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, because I think well, most of the ones that I've covered on the show, like they're I think some, a few of them you do find in the US, but like the majority of the ones, the majority of them are like English ones. So, oh, ah, yeah. that explains it. So you've probably got different ones that I don't know about. <laughs> Somebody else was talking about uh, yellow ladybugs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I grew up with the orange ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mean, I know that you, um, said in the email um that you i'm quite curious because you told me you um you wrote that oh. there was a um that there was a incident in the bible where um david had his life saved by a spider i don't think it's you... in the bible i think it's uh it's part of the agada that might be in yeah. the Talmud, mm -hmm. um okay. agada yeah. meaning a story um yeah. and you can find lots of different versions of this and i grew up with it as a children's book but i've seen adult versions of this but th this is a story. So David, when he was young and handsome and a hero and had never made any mistakes, uh, infuriated King Saul because Saul knew that he was on the way out and David was on the way in. So King Saul vowed to kill David and he sent his army after David and David had to flee for his life. This was after Goliath. So yeah. um, David is on his own and he hides in a cave. Mm -hmm. And followed fairly closely on by Saul's uh, soldiers who are not nice people. And there he is hiding in the cave and he knows that this is it. He's going to get caught and killed. And mm -hmm. God, in some versions, God sends a spider or the spider just does it on his own. A spider comes along and in record time weaves a very elaborate um, web over the entrance <laughs> to the cave. And so yeah. when the soldiers come in, they see this web. They say, there's no way this was spun yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously David hasn't been in this cave, so let's go and keep looking. And yeah. that saved us. So, so the spider's always been a blessed insect to, uh, to us ever since, is the, is the idea. So, uh, so that's the story. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd ever heard that story, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I, think I, I don't think they actually can spin it fast enough. I, it's you know it is a story, but I don't know. Maybe they can. Yeah, I think it probably maybe I don't know. Like maybe it depends on the spider. Like I don't know. Like I've never I've never actually been scared of spiders, and like I always had the job of um, because my mum's from South Africa, and she's not, and she grew up in a place where like, they like they're quite used to like having spiders coming mm. seeing spiders a lot and stuff so I've always had the job anywhere that I've ever lived of um getting rid of spiders and like yeah. putting them outside and stuff and I was always like said well like you know spiders are good they kill flies you know <laughs> well and they are <laughs> but mm. but if they're giant spiders who have been made giant by radioactive comets mm. yeah. <laughs> and and you are six That's... years old they're very scary mm. <laughs> yeah can definitely understand that yeah so <laughs> so is anything ever like memorable like ever happened to you in connection with a ladybug or another insect or uh i saw this question and i'm um i think i just had normal um i do i do remember having a revelation you know you go through these developmental stages as a child of realizing that animals have feelings and are, I mean, uh, for lack of a better phrase, they're people too. They have, they have sentience yeah. and experience pain. And mm-hmm. um, when I was a little, we used to catch, and there aren't as many fireflies as there used to be because of climate change, but um, we used to have a lot of fireflies in the backyard in the summer and we'd capture them and we'd wait until they lit up and then we'd, sever the lighted part from the rest of the body and yeah. pretend that they were yeah. rings and we'd wear the the lighted thing as, as sort of rings on our fingers and oh. um, it's, yeah and and I do remember one day looking down and realizing that I just killed something in order to do that mm. and I never did it again yeah so, uh, uh, but it you know it was real easy to objectify them and not see them as as you know you can look yeah. at a dog or a cat and you can see pretty easily that it has feelings mm-hmm. uh and it was it was a real revelation to realize that fireflies have feelings too and they don't Aww. want to be cut in half <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so, that's the best i can do i don't really have others i'm not a bug person I'm, uh, yeah 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 i mean i think I think certainly, like when I when I was a kid, I probably like because I think when you're a kid, you don't really understand. So I mean, I can kind of like remember like maybe put like pulling the legs of something like right, once or twice, right, right. And then feeling really bad, and then feeling really bad about it, and then not doing it again. Because I think as a kid, you don't you don't really understand that you don't really understand that they're that they don't want to be played with in that way, or they don't, yeah. or even if you intending to to hurt it like you know as a kid you don't really understand that they're that they have yeah like they have feelings and they feel pain or they you know <laughs> or, or they just have rights as living beings not to be exactly exactly so that you can have fun um, exactly yeah 
That's what I, I think that happening for me, you know, like it was around the same time I saw some people playing catch with a kitten. Oh and, no! And we were, I was young, and uh, but old enough mm-hmm. to go, huh? Oh, that doesn't seem very nice. And the cat threw up, the kitten threw up, and when oh, I saw the kitten threw up, it was like a revelation. I realized that, and oh, I made them stop. And um, horrible, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I believe me, if I'd been even a six months older, I wouldn't have allowed them to do it. But I was just young enough to go, ooh, isn't that cute? You know, and until the cat yeah. threw up, and then. Oh, it has feelings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It doesn't yeah. like this. Let's stop. Um, yeah. Uh, and some people never see that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, some people like, the, I'm willing to bet, our current American president and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I have a feeling that he probably never grew out of the, um, yeah. let's do this, isn't this fun? Yeah. Sort of age (laughs) Uh, yes he's cruel he's a cruel person Mm -hmm. anyway you don't want to I shouldn't go there not for a bug podcast (laughs) yeah I think yeah so I just wondered like um what can we do to make the world a little bit more bug friendly well from my point of view as a liturgist yeah someone who writes about prayer and thinks about blessings one thing blessings are especially for for jews who especially for the kind of jew who says a blessing every time they eat or go to the bathroom or wash their hands or do anything um what what it you know it can look like this weird tedious kind of bizarre thing like if you saw schtissel um i don't know if you watch that on netflix and you saw yeah yeah yeah. and um (laughs) but but what it also is it's a it's a moment of uh, if you've ever read uh, Heschel's book, The Sabbath, yeah, um, and he talks about um, stopping time and mm. that it being something that takes place both in time and in a place. And yeah. so if you think of a blessing as something that stops time and makes you mindful, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, from my point of view, what I can offer as a blessing is to say, stop, what are, you know, just stop being, doing and stop and just be and think about it and say the blessing for whatever it is you're doing and become aware that you are in this world, that other beings are in this world, that you are not the center of the universe, that everybody has feelings that, you know, and I think if people uh, and, and that compassion is one of the great attributes of uh, for Judaism, a Rachmonis is a, uh, um, and that compassion doesn't just mean empathy. It also means, it doesn't mean just feeling what the person feels. It means being able to see what the person sees. And um, imagine, it's, it's having imagination that, uh, that other creatures or people have feelings and, and also have rationales and reasons they think the things they think. Um, I think if we could all do that, I mean, you don't put a child in a cage if you can think about how that child must feel. You just... Yeah. You just don't. And you don't kill off species if you imagine how it feels to be a member of that species. So yeah. that's what I can do as, as, a, as a writer of, of yeah. content. And, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then if you're younger and stronger and, you know, there's a lot of political agitation that should be done yeah. out there for sure. And vote. Yeah. I mean... 
yeah so certainly what you said about um shabbat like that's really well not even shabbat but just like blessings and stuff that's really that's really interesting because certainly like sometimes when i um during shabbat or like maybe not even then but like another time where i just like have my phone off and just go into um go into the woods or go into like a field and just walk around and just like be with nature and stuff totally. it's just really absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah it uh if if you keep yourself open to mm. the com- to, to that to hashlemut if to the wholeness mm-hmm. then yeah. then it's j- or meditate any of those kinds of things it's yeah. just going to make you kinder you can't yeah. help but be kinder you're going to be kinder yeah. to yourself and you're going to be kinder to the world um <laughs> and, you know i don't think that's i it's far from the only answer but it's certainly no. part of the answer i think yeah yeah Okay, so can you give us like a um, like um, a like a prayer for um, for the week, or maybe like any other prayer that you want to read? Um, uh, I can read you the blessing for the bugs. Yeah, please do. Um, I can also, uh, if we have time. Yeah, uh, I just wrote this blessing for washing your hands during a pandemic. Would you like to hear yeah. that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is the blessing for washing hands during a pandemic. Okay. As we wash our hands, we pray. Blessed is the soul of the universe, breathing us in and breathing us out. May our breaths continue and our health and the health of all be preserved in this time of sickness and fear of sickness. Holy Mm -hmm. wholeness, we take as much responsibility for it as we can by observing the obligation to wash our hands thoroughly for as long as it takes to say this prayer. Amen. Yeah, amen. So if you say that prayer, uh, I timed it out. If you say that prayer in a decent amount of time, that's how long you should be washing your hands every time you wash your hands from now yeah. on until until this thing is over. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. shall I read Blessing for the Bugs? It's kind of long, but I do um, it. Yeah, yeah, do it, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Blessed oneness, we gather together to give thanks to the animals who make all life possible. The bugs, big and small, beautiful and hideous, helpful and hurtful. They build, they pollinate, they are the food of our food. Most of the time we can't even see them. And for that, I am deeply and profoundly grateful. Frightened by a giant spider movie in my childhood. When I was little, I wanted nothing more than to see all bugs dead. But I was wrong. I have come to see that we are not the only creatures who are B'Tselem Elohim. We are all in God's image. So today on Rosh Chodesh Elul, on the new year of the domesticated beasts, let's give thanks to the bugs. Like the four questioning children, wise and snarky and simple and oblivious. Like the four worlds of the Kabbalah, the earth, the sky, the heart and the spirit. We give thanks and acknowledge the bugs we have domesticated, the bugs who serve us in their wild state, the bugs that hurt us or gross us out, and the bugs who live only for themselves without any reference to us whatsoever. First, in the world of Asiyah, we touch the earth, the world of doing, of the dirt, the world of the body, of physical pleasure and need, and know that in every square inch of this dirt there are bugs, segmented, slithering, multiple legs, whether we walk or sit or lie down on this earth, there are the bugs. We give thanks for the domesticated bugs, such as the earthworms, who make our compost 
and who make agriculture possible. And let us give thanks for the bugs of the earth that we have not domesticated, who feed the birds and each other. And let us acknowledge the creepy crawlies of the earth living under rocks and the spiders that make children scream and pray with the bugs of the earth who exist only for themselves without any reference to us whatsoever. Second, in the world of Bria, let us reach into the air, the world of thinking, the world of the mind, the intellect, and give thanks for the domesticated bugs of the air, the bees who pollinate our flowers and make the sweet, sweet honey. And let us give thanks for the undomesticated bugs of the air who give us pleasure with their beauty, the butterflies and the dragonflies and the ladybugs. And let us acknowledge the bugs of the air who annoy us, the mosquitoes and the moths, and pray with the bugs of the air who fly all around without any reference to us whatsoever. Third, in the world of Yetzirah, the world of feeling heart, your guts, your emotions, touch your own body, touch your heart and your gut and give thanks for the domesticated bugs that we eat, the bacteria that give us yogurt and yeast that we may live and feel and react and give thanks for the bugs and the microorganisms that live in or on our bodies in symbiosis, helping our digestions and our immunity that we may love and be loved let us acknowledge the bugs, the ticks and the bed bugs and the bacteria that make us sick and sometimes kill us so that we are sometimes angry or sad. And the bugs in and on our bodies that, thank God, most of us don't even know about because yuck, right? <laughs> and last yeah. in the world, Atsilut. Close your eyes, face the sky, the world of being, of soul and spirit. I invite you to turn your face to the sun uh, this is the world of the spirit of spirituality of God, however you approach God, and even if you don't. And let's imagine another kind of bug. What are the creepy crawly things, the earworms and the brain bugs, the spiritual insights and the annoying doubts and fears that we cannot let go, both good and bad. And let us give thanks for the ideas that make us so creative in our holy conversations. And thanks for the doubts and fears and sensitivities that come to us whether we want them or not that make us empathetic and compassionate. And let us acknowledge the obsessions with no basis in reality and the nagging regrets about things long past that keep us up at night and away from our true selves and pray for ourselves amidst all the buzzing distractions of technology and entertainment that go on without any reference to ourselves whatsoever. Blessed oneness, bless all these bugs and all the creatures, the ones we have domesticated, the ones who serve us in their wild state, the ones that hurt us or gross us out, and the animals who live only for themselves without any reference to us whatsoever. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's really, um, especially like the part about the technology, that's really interesting and the obsessions and things like that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's no problem. So is there any sorry, sorry Go ahead. Introduce me. is there anything else you want to talk about or I had another question. What are you are you gonna be dressing up as anything for um Purim? Um well usually it's, this is the first year I haven't been in the spiel in a long time and usually I dress <laughs> as whatever uh character I'm playing. So I have been Esther, I have been Vashti, I have been the king, I have been <laughs> Mordechai. Um my favorite one was, which I may do again this year, was uh, one year our, our spiel. We went around from room to room and had different rooms. And I was in a room and I played uh, Esther at the age of 60. 
and I had a bottle of gin and a martini glass, and Amazing. I, yeah. I had a drunken comedic uh, uh, talk <laughs> about uh, my my disgusting husband, the king, and uh, the whole you know uh, an, an older woman's perspective on what Esther had to do in order to mm. save the Jews, and so uh, and yeah. I went in my bathrobe with a tiara. Uh, I like oh. costume jewelry. I have a lot of tiaras. Every every girl should have a tiara. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I will at least wear my tiara. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna wear a ladybird costume this year. Oh fantastic. <laughs> Send me a picture. Yeah. I will. No, I definitely, definitely I will. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. is that yeah, no, be a lot of fun. So is there anything else you wanna talk about? Or uh I think I've said all I have on bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've reached my limit of uh of thoughts on bugs. Um, yeah but uh uh buy buy my book <laughs> yeah so um so trisha's book again is called um face yourself words of prior and intention and, um, and if people are interested i have a patreon account uh under my oh, name if you okay, want to what's, support a sacred artist cool. yeah sure what uh what is the what is the address for the patreon account uh, i think it's patreon.com slash Trisha Arlen. I think that's how okay. you do it. Uh, I think if you just type in my name, if you go to Patreon, it'll, it'll take you to it. Okay. It needs, it needs some updating, but yeah, I, I do my pitch. What can I say? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, again, like, thank you so much for um, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has really and, been fun. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. No problem. Like, it's been a, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and um again so if you want to buy um trisha's book um or support her on patreon the um links to both of those will be in the uh show notes so um if you want to yeah no thanks thanks so much again for coming on and um do you want to stop and shavua tov have a good week yeah no shavua tov to you too (laughs) and um hug uh purim samer (laughs) yes yeah yeah so um shall i stop recording now or okay all right okay okay all right then thank you and be in touch yeah i will definitely okay thank you thank you (laughs) bye-bye Never